Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 106, which is another one of our author spotlight episodes. But before we get into that, I do have a brief mention that Ashley is unfortunately not with us today. She is away on some personal leave, but she will be back before you know it. Today, we have Jennifer Chastain on the show and very excited to hear all about her books. So welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for having me today. So Jennifer is a romance author who grew up in a small town in the state of New York, but she is now based in North Carolina with her husband. Outside of her writing life, she and her husband are big football fans and each support separate teams, which gives a strong rivalry during the football season. Jennifer describes herself as a small town girl with big city aspirations, which is definitely a sentiment that I can relate to being from New Zealand. Everything's fairly small town. (laughs) So welcome to the show. Thank you again for inviting me to be able to share uh, my writing journey with you all. I hope you'll find it inspirational and, and maybe you can gain a little bit of knowledge of where I've come from and how I've reached this point in my career too as a writer. Definitely. I'm really excited to hear all about it. With that, one of the first things that we like to talk about is just how you first got started writing and when you decided to pursue writing more seriously and started thinking about getting your books published. That's a really great question. That goes back quite a few years. (laughs) I've always been a voracious reader and I remember when I was just a toddler, we were not with a stack of books, you know, and I always had to have at least one or two books read to me before bedtime. As I got older, we had a small public library in our little town, and I would love to go down there and pick my own books. I got my own library card. And then because the town was so small, this is years ago, of course, I was able to ride my bike down to the library and with my little basket and I'd come home with a basket full of books. So I was, I've always been a reader. And I think the one that really inspired me was Laura Ingalls Wilder and her little house on the prairie. You know, she always talked, Oh, I have a little diary and she would write everything down. And, you know, from that point on, I think I was like, I'd like to be a writer one day. You know, that's just in the back of your head, you're 10 or 12 Mm -hmm. and, and, but I loved her stories. You know, I read the whole series, you know, all the series that they had out. But it was about eight years ago, I was reading some books. I had the Kindle Unlimited subscription. And I kept reading some of these. And I was like, oh, these are not good. I've got some stories in my head that I think I'd like to share. I think I could write yeah. these. <laughs> so... Anyway, I got online and I Googled, you know, how to, how to write a novel. That's all I wrote. You know, like, how, do, <laughs> how, how can I do this? Because I had no clue where to start, you know? Yeah. So I um, got online, found My Book Therapy, also known as Novel Academy, which Susan May Warren and Rachel Hawk, who are big in the Christian romance, I guess, um, book 
sphere. Novel, yeah, <laughs> sphere, yes. Thank you for the word. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and I signed up for the writing course and they take you through, you know, all these different steps. This is where you start, you know, what is your character and things like that. So that's really how I started. And that first story is not good. Let me tell you, it is not <laughs> It's not good. It's a good story, but my writing, I look back at it now and I'm going, oh, that's so bad. (laughs) But we all have to start somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, But so I kept taking classes and I entered contests and you get shot down and, you know, but finally you start to gain a little traction, Mm -hmm. right? And you figure out, okay, this is what to do. This is what you don't do when you're writing. And so I entered some contests. I placed third in one. I placed oh, wow. second. I you know I placed second in another for unpublished authors, and I'm thinking, okay, I think maybe I'm starting to get the hang of this. And yep. I, and then as a result of that, I started going to conferences. So the first conference I went to was Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference um, near Asheville, North Carolina. Well, that's close to me. So that's only like a two and a half hour drive. So I figured, ah, it's fairly reasonable. I can go there. The biggest thing is networking, 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 networking. Mm -hmm. You you know, you have to meet other writers. You know, I pitched my story to a couple of different agents just thinking, I'll give it a shot, right? They were interested, but because my writing isn't where it needed to be, I didn't get a book contract, which is fine, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, being a writer, it's a lot of rejection. <laughs> and if you haven't experienced that, you will. And I keep looking at quotes from J.K. Rowling, you know, Stephen King. Uh, what Which book was it? It was like Carrie or one of those was rejected like 35 times, you know. And yeah. you just think, okay, here's this writer that we all know, but it took him a long time. J.K. Rowling, she has a stack of rejections too right so yeah everyone you have you have your own path your own writing journey some people get there sooner than others some people it takes us a little bit of time but I I think you know I have these stories and it's like I have these characters in my head now that just want to be let out and they need their story told and I think you know and everyone has 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 their own story to tell and you know, with these different characters, they all have something unique about them. And I'm hoping and praying that that's, you know, people will find that about my characters too. Yeah, no, it's definitely a process in getting from, you know, that point A when you first start out as a new writer to getting published, whichever way you choose to be published. And yeah, it's, it's interesting because there is like a lot of rejection, but it also comes with a lot of growth and yeah you look back on the stuff that you're (laughs) you can see that growth yourself when you look back at the stuff right like it's like wow how far you must come to be able to look back and go oh this is crap (laughs) compared to when you're writing it and you're like I know this is brilliant (laughs) are we gonna do this this and this I'm gonna be famous you know so it's (laughs) then when you get the the cold light of day and those comments start coming and you're going maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was you know (laughs) but you know the the basic story idea is there you know the story idea is good but you have to have structure with your story so that was a part of the learning process too Mm -hmm. and my first book 
I wrote contemporary Christmas romance. And I, I did was able to publish that through a small publisher called the Mistletoe Contract. And I received that contract back uh, in January of 2020. Well, two months later, you know, COVID hits yeah. and, and I'm sitting there going, I can't go anywhere. I can't promote this. So the, oh, you, know, no. I pro- you know, it, it was released in October of 2020. So we're still in the midst of everything. Right. So, yeah. uh, but I was just so excited to have a book contract, yeah. you know, and it's, it's a contemporary, sweet marriage of convenience story. So I've read a lot of, you know, historical marriage of convenience stories. And I was just thinking, that's how it got started. Like, well, what if we had a contemporary? What if this happened? You read a lot of fake boyfriend, fake girlfriend, fake fiance stuff. But I don't see a lot of they have to get married or they need to get married. Of course, I'm now seeing more of a trend. But when I wrote that, like three years ago, I did. I wasn't seeing that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the mar- you know, they had to get married, you know, but anyway, so that was my first foray into publishing and it, believe me, it's a lot of work. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. think, you think I'm going to write this book. It's going to be great. I'll be done with it after the editing. Oh no. <laughs> the work is just beginning. You know, it's just, it's just been one of those, it, like I said, it's a journey. Yes. You know, to get there. <laughs> it's not a sprint for, by any means. It's a marathon. And I mean a marathon. So um, definitely. You, have to be pre- you have to definitely be prepared for the work. It's work. It's a lot of work. And if you want to do it right, you will hone your craft. You will continue to write. I've been doing more blog posts. And that has actually helped me you know, with my writing, because Mm -hmm. you have to be so concise and get your point across in a shorter word count (laughs) than a novel of 65 or 75,000 words. So that's, that's what I've been doing lately. So (laughs) I do find it interesting. Like when I started doing blog posts is that, and it's the same with nonfiction is that even though you might be writing nonfiction or you might be writing a blog post. You still have like a beginning, middle, end, and it's still yes. sort of like an anecdotal type, not right. always, but kind of like a story within right. the right. the piece exactly. of writing, which I found fascinating, you know, yes. there's still that structure there. Exactly. <laughs> so moving on, I know that you work full time. Yes. How do you juggle your writing life with your work and also your family life because I know that whether you have kids or not like you still have to juggle with the demands of family life as well and make sure you're giving your all to the people that you you care about so how do you find that oh boy this is a real struggle for me because my job is so demanding the university a lot of times I'll come home and I'm just completely exhausted and I don't want to even do anything um, when I get home. So a lot of times I do a lot of meal planning Mm -hmm. when I'm under deadline, like I am right now. I'm on a deadline right now for editing. So I, I try to block out or at least on my calendar, on my phone or something saying, okay, you need to write a couple hours here or you need to, you know, in the mornings on Saturdays, I'm usually grocery shopping and cleaning. You know, th- that's what I usually do on Saturday mornings. Or I have my husband go pick up, pick up the groceries, you know, yeah. at the store. And then I dedicate, you know, like Saturday afternoons 
Sunday afternoons to writing. I also have block out after dinner at night, like an hour to an hour and a half. And that's it. Yeah. But I try to take some time for myself too. And that's the hard part. Yeah. Is just trying to make time for the other people in your life. We don't have any children, but we did have a couple of foreign exchange students that lived with us for a while, a couple of years ago. And we still had to make time for them, do things with them. And that I found that very difficult because they were teenagers and you, you always wanted to, they want to do things. So it's such a delicate balance at times though, you got to be careful. You're going to get sucked into the social media vortex too, because, (laughs) 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 because you have to, as an author or even as an, even as an aspiring author, they always tell you, build your platform, work on your platform. You've got to have a platform to promote these books, right? Yeah. So it's very easy to get sucked in, you know, oh, let me look at this Facebook post. Oh, I haven't seen this person in a while. Who's who's posting on Instagram (laughs) or, you know, and then I have to, in order to stay engaged, you have to engage or respond and with, with your readers or your followers. And it's like, it's, it's very, it's very time consuming. So I try not to do social media a lot. I mm-hmm. I usually do my social, I'll get all my social media posts scheduled like on a Sunday night. And then I don't have to worry about them during the week. So every once in a while during lunch, lunch break, or, you know, while I'm waiting for dinner to finish cooking, I'll go in, check any messages or, you know, see if I need to respond to anybody on any of the social media. So I, I think that's I'm starting to get in the hang of doing that because when I first started out, I was sitting there going, I am consumed with social media, you know, because you can get consumed with it and you don't want that to eat up all your writing time. So I have to make a conscious effort to say, okay, Sunday nights is when I go in there and do this schedule. You know, the other times during the week, I will, like I said, just either update a post or if something strikes me funny, I'll repost it really, yeah. really quick. And that that's how I handle the social media aspect. And for me personally, you know, I have to have personal time too. You know, yeah, as an yeah. author, you have got to refill your tank every once in a while. And at least every day, every day I try to read 15 or 20 minutes, just something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be something in depth. It doesn't have to be a craft book. But I do still have craft books I am reading and and learning from. But, you know, I'll just read a clean romance or I'll read, you know, I might read. It doesn't matter. I I read across genres anyway. So I think it helps as a writer for you to read across genres. Yeah. Uh, That way you can see how other people are writing and you know, how their take on things and the way they turn a phrase and things like that. So also, I think talking about across genres is that like, there's elements of everything and everything. So like, you know, like you've got elements of romance and like even thrillers kind of thing. Exactly. But it's, you know, the scale that they're on is like either dialed up or dialed down. Right. So, you know, I guess if you're looking at oh, how do I build tension into my writing? Oh, let's look at how they do it in thrillers. Or, you know, how am I going to develop a sort of love interest on the as a side plot to whatever I'm working on? Oh, let's have a look at how they do that in romances. Or, like, I think reading across genres can help that way. So I totally agree there. It's a big help. It really is. Uh, And I've even read, I like YA, you know, the young adult. 
ro- the little you know high school romances are pretty <laughs> cute, you know. Yeah. But I saw something on believe it or not social media. It was just a blurb from a TikTok. Someone had grabbed an interview with Alfred Hitchcock, and he was talking about his genre suspense. And, he, and that someone at the interviewer said, "Well, you write you you tell mysteries." He said, "Oh no, I do not tell mysteries." He said, I tell suspense stories. He said, a mystery is you're very detached from it. You're, you're like the detective trying to figure it out. Suspense mm-hmm. is where you've got the ticking time bomb. And now you've got five minutes to diffuse it. How are they going to? That engages your reader, your viewer. And I was like, that is the best <laughs> description of suspense that I had, you know, it was just like a light bulb going off. Like, that's it. That's it. That's it. Where, what's my ticking time bomb in my next novel? You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be a bomb. It can be something else. They're, you know, it's a, it's a goal that they're trying to, to reach. They have to get whatever problem, in, in, but they only have a certain amount of time. And I'm yeah. like, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. He, it was just like a perfect explanation even though that's what I'm writing now, I was like, oh, because things like that, it's like, da-da, you know, <laughs> the angels are singing and the trumpets are going. I'm like, that's it. That's how you, that's how you work that kind of story. You know, it's so succinct. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your writing process? Are you more of a plotter or are you more of a pantser? I thought at first I was, I was a pantser, but then the more I got into it, the more I realized, no, I am a plotter. Yeah, And I can't just go in there willy nilly with a basic story idea. Some people can do this. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. They have a one line story idea and then they just take off and write with it. I can't do that. I have to know what comes next, what comes next, what comes next. So, you, you know, yeah. you start off with your exciting incident and then you've got your, you know, their life and, you know, you've got all these uh, crossroads that, that they come to. Like, if I do this, if I make this decision, that's going to affect me either A or B. Well, which choice do I take, A or B? And if I go A, then it's going to take me down to this next decision. You know, I have to know, I have to have a roadmap. And I feel like once I know that, I'm able to write faster. Yeah. Uh, I write, and I, I know the stakes that are in that scene because I've already figured out what, you know, what's going to to be in that scene but I also do deep background or a deep character sketch yeah for both my hero and my heroine so I found Diane Mills I was at a weekend with the writers last year it was just a small very intimate you know kind of uh, weekend writers conference but it was very good and she gave us these character profiles that she developed and it has everything for how old to the shape of their nose and their eyes and their ears, how tall, what do they weigh, what do they do, all the way to what happened in the past that's a good memory, what's happened in the past that's a bad memory for this character. Not that you're going to use all this, but that just helps you understand your character. You know, oh, what person do they not like? Who's their best buddy? Things like that. And then I also do, whenever I'm doing these character profiles, I go in and take a Myers-Briggs test as the character. Ah, wow. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what <always laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, it's not you, Jennifer. It's not you. <laughs> who, you know, who is this guy? Who is this girl that, that you're trying to figure out? 
That really makes me want to do it's it's free you know so just go online and then i also do the love languages uh five love languages quiz as the as the character and i'm telling you it really helps me because my story that i'm editing now his love language is touch and she's like back off jack you know she is not (laughs) she's not a touchy-feely person okay so it's it, it makes for some interesting dynamic between the two characters, right? So, uh, you know, I, I incorporate all that. And then from there, I use Susan May Warren's outline of, she calls it the Lindy Hop. It, it, it's an acronym for the life, exciting incident, you know, the noble quest, you know, the, the D's, which are the Uh, the disasters that happen, three main disasters. And then you've got your man in the mirror moment. And then you've got a storm, the castle moment, like, Oh, what's he going to do to show her that, or him or her, it could be a woman. And one of my stories, I've got the woman, you know, making the grand gesture, you know, instead Mm -hmm. of the guy. So, you know, you have a grand gesture and then you have the culmination at the end and then you have the happily ever after. So, uh, you know, and once you can, once you know those, those different plot points, then I can go in and I use Scrivener, you know, to write. And I can go in there and write out you know, on those little note cards. Okay, this is what happens here. This is what happens, this scene. And it's boom, boom, boom. And then once I get that done, bam, I'm golden, basically, unless I come to a point where I'm like, oh, no, that's not the character. Sometimes the stories take a turn differently than what I had originally planned. Uh, like, uh, the the third book in my series that I'm work that I worked on that one took a totally different path than what I had originally written out. But after I wrote, I was like, yeah, that's better because that's the character <laughs> basically talking to you. So yeah. you, you also have to listen to your characters. You can't force your characters into a situation, or you can't force them to act a certain way. If they're going, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not doing. I've had <laughs> people look at me like I'm crazy. I might be writers have to be a little nuts anyway, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like lots of people were like, <laughs> I can hear myself. Going, yes, yes. I have situations where yes, characters are like, uh, no, no, I'm not <laughs> doing that. I'm not chicken. saying that. No, don't make me do that. Right. So, uh, <laughs> it's just, it, but I mean, they might take that little detour, but from what I had originally planned, but eventually they get back to the original, you know, outline yeah. for the story. So, yeah, it's, I'm basically a plotter with every once in a while, you know, the characters take their own little paths, but. A responsive plotter. Yes, there you go. You have to be, because like I said, if you try and force it, it's going to come out disingenuous and your readers will be going, well, that's stupid, or that doesn't make any sense, or why did they do that? And you don't want that in your reader, so. Yeah, totally understand that. That's mainly the way that Ashley and I work together as well. You know, we've said multiple times on this podcast, but we kind of have to be, when you're writing as a team, it's like, well, you just kind of have to plan the chapters so that you know what's going to happen next or else you just end up going on this strange two journey (laughs) story. (laughs) Right, right. right. (laughs) Not good. So, would you tell us a little bit about your publishing journey and sure. how what that looked like for you so far? Ooh, well, it's a lot of disappointment, but it also can be very, it can give you a lot of joy too. And I don't want to discourage anybody because it is, it is a long and winding road sometimes. 
I started off, as I mentioned before, with the mistletoe contract. When was it? Like June? No, November of 2019. There was a Twitter pitch, uh, you know, on, on Twitter. Yeah. And you just do up to 240 characters, which is hard to summarize your book in 240 characters, right? Yeah. So I had a couple of hearts. And so I sent them off. Uh, that This was for my my Christmas no, I thought it first it was going to be a novella, but it kind of grew from there into a, a you know, a short novel. It was 63,000, right, sure. yeah, 63,000 words. That's a good entry sort of link for a novel. It's nice. Yeah. And it was, you didn't have to sit there and look at somebody and all the nerves. You could schedule your, your Twitter pitches, you know, throughout the day. So I sent it off to Anaya Press. They loved it and they wanted to offer me a contract. So it was, you know, it was under their uh, holiday collection or Christmas collection. I can't remember what they call it. And from there we went into edits. Well, the edits came back and um, she said, (laughs) you you need to work on this. I need two additional scenes, two, two additional chapters at the front of the book. I need you to add more on this. I need you to fix this. I was like, I'm going to (laughs) cry. But uh, the editing has, the editing process has helped, you know, me as a writer as well. And then, so I had that. And then I have had this big, long, uh, I guess, drought from 2020 till now. But it's not unusual for an author not to get another book contract right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, I had some more rejections and then I had this idea for a romantic suspense story. So last year when I went to weekend with the writers, it, a lot of the authors that were giving the talks and, and the workshops were romantic suspense. So I went to Lynette Eason and I talked to her about this idea I had for a romantic suspense. And she said, I think you need to write it. It's going to be good. No, I said, okay. But I also take ideas from real life too. You know, you can find yeah. a lot of stuff. So I, um, I finally sat down and, and this is one of those stories where I was going to start it or write it one way. And it had almost like a life of its own. Like, no, you need to write it like this. So I finished that book probably in about six months, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, considering, you know, I work full time. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Ashley are so slow. So I understand that. So I sent it off to uh, Harlequin's Love Inspired line and I kept waiting, waiting, waiting. And then I finally sent it off to the acquisitions editor at Anaya Press again. And I said, Hey, I've got a book. I haven't heard anything. You know, why not? Right. Well, they loved it. And then the same week they love it. Harlequin says, yeah, we're going to take a hard pass on that because we have something that's very similar coming out. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You know, how do people come up with basically the same ideas? But anyway, so that's that's where I am now. So I signed the contract back in September uh, of this this year. Okay, yeah. So I signed the contract and she said and then she also said, would you be interested in making this a series? And I said, well, I probably could. I've got some ideas. She said, we really want a three book series. 
And I said, yeah, because I left it open. I left the ending open for his best friend to have his story told. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I could at least get two books out of it. I had to come up with a third. So anyway, right now I'm in the middle of content slash developmental edits. My deadline is this Monday, <laughs> but I only have like 12 pages left to go. So I'm yeah, I'm on track. I am I am on track and I'm psyched to get it back. See how she likes the changes that I made. Yeah. So I wrote the second book and then the third book, I had an idea. So what they did was the, the title of the story was originally targeted for elimination. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she said, well, what if we change? What if we did the book series as targeted for elimination? And then each one, each of the books have the word lethal in it. And I'm like, okay. So. The first one is targeted for elimination, lethal intentions. The second one is lethal uh, pursuit. The third one was supposed to be lethal inheritance. The second one I wrote, no problem. Third one, I just kept saying, no, 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 no. The the characters weren't talking to me. And I'm sitting there, I can't, this is not working. So fi- it was almost like a light bulb goes off in your head. And one of the characters from book one, book one, who is in one scene, one scene, he <laughs> said, he said, hey, me, what about me? I have a story to tell. So the third one's called Lethal Connections. And they all tie back in and they all end up or go back to where the book starts in, in the first book, Hawaii. So that's how this publishing journey <laughs> has has started for me i also have a verbal book contract i just need to make some major revisions on a couple of romance novels but this journey has been been exciting you know it's been Mm -hmm. interesting it's been frustrating at times (laughs) but it's it's also when when you can hold a book in your hand that you said this is my book you know i almost started crying the first time when i held that first book in my hands and it's a good feeling it's a very <laughs> good feeling you're like all your hard work has paid off you know yeah. and and you just got to keep working to improve to to hone your craft and you know that's the best advice i have for somebody it's very good ex- advice so you've told us a little bit about sort of the romantic suspense mm. series and the sort of the names of them do you want to tell us a little bit further, just like a kind of blurbish kind sure. of thing about the first book, maybe? Sure. I was thinking about that last night at midnight and it hit me. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how your mind works. Okay. Especially with authors in the middle of the night, I'll wake up like, oh yeah, <laughs> I need to fix that. Okay. This is the blurb for book one, Lethal, in- uh, Lethal Intentions. <clears throat> he's run out of time and now he's running for his life. Undercover ATF agent Jack Spencer is tasked with exposing and dismantling the Hohonokai cartel of Hawaii. However, before he can bring the major players to justice, his cover is compromised, he's injured, and now he must stay one step ahead of his pursuers. Maggie Coleman is running from her own personal demons. At EMT, she is tasked with patching up Jack, but his wound might be deadly if not treated properly. From her years as an army medic, she refuses to leave an injured man behind. And so she accompanies Jack to the mainland and ultimately the safe house. Unable to return to Hawaii, they must navigate the treacherous mountains of Montana. Their faith and abilities will be tested along the way. Can Maggie even trust Jack? When will they be able to stay safe and expose the mole? Or will they both perish in the wilderness? Sounds very exciting. (laughs) 
it it was it was exciting to write because the more thing I was every time I wrote I'm like oh that sounds so good you know but I, you know you hate it when you're trying you pat yourself on the back but I love the um no I I, I love the idea of sort of the sort of spy angle <laughs> stories because yeah. I feel like you know it just leaves that sort of kernel for like really diving into the imagination where it's right. like these things that usually aren't possible at all in right. real life but right. let's entertain this <laughs> right. you know it, it needs to be it needs to be exciting and I had my mom beta read for me and, and she's like this is the best you've ever done and of course that's your mother of course but she said it kept and, and even the acquisitions editor she said it kept me turning the pages and that's what mm -hmm. you want with a romantic suspense it's so different than, it's so different than writing contemporary romance which i had been yeah. focusing on you know there's still that romantic undertone but it's more the suspense the danger and how can we keep them out of danger and keep them alive so i i've been really liking this romantic suspense genre i didn't think yeah. i would go in that direction but obviously my writing is more suited to a romantic suspense genre. And even the editor said, she said, I think romantic suspense is really your genre. And that made me feel kind of good because I'm like, oh, okay, I wasn't focusing on that, but let me, let me do that now. Right. So that was yeah. very, it's always encouraging to get a word like that from an editor who's, who could be very critical, you know, but they have to be critical. You, you know, it's, yeah. I don't take it personally. Whenever she, you know, I'm looking through those comments, she's like, are you kidding me? Why would he do that? And I'm like, oh, I guess I better change that, you know, <laughs> you know, but it's just, you know, she makes me laugh and I'll, all right, you know, in yeah. the comment section, I'll, I'll just, I'll just do a funny face. I was like, okay, got it. I'll fix it. You know, that kind of thing. But our editor's the same. We yeah. sometimes like, I think we have one comment on, on our early one. Like, do they always have to leave for these missions immediately? <laughs> and, then I didn't like, realize, well. <laughs> and then I didn't realize they were eating breakfast food for every meal. She said, <laughs> she said breakfast food again? And I'm like, I didn't even realize. You don't even realize what you're writing sometimes, yeah. you know? And I'm sitting there going, oh, I have got to fix that, you know? We had one where <laughs> breakfast and lunch was, like, kind of amalgamated into the same meal, but we didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, I thought it was breakfast time. <laughs> I was like, oops. No. Oh, it's kind of funny. Of when you, yeah. But, you know, she's like, breakfast again, LOL. And I'm like, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Fixed. Yeah. Oh, golly. Love it and hate it at the yep. same time. <laughs> so with the, the Romantic Suspense series, that first book is still soon to be released, I take yes, it? Yes, 2023. Um, oh, yeah. I think... I think they're going to do a uh, what they call a quick release. Probably they'll do one book one one month, book two the second month, and book three the third month. Probably boom, oh yeah. Boom. So I have I have a feeling I haven't asked her yet. I'm kind of scared because that means more <laughs> all that editing, the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> editing out the wazoo. But yeah, 2023. Yep. So I don't have a firm date. I I've yeah. been scared to ask her. You know, I'm like, oh, when <laughs> yeah. is this going to come out? You know, but typically Anaya, because they are a smaller press and they're able to get books out faster, even though because they don't have they have they they're not like a Love Inspired, which has hundreds of people, right? Mm -hmm. But they they are a smaller operation, but they're also able to get it out a little bit quicker. But yeah. you know, I feel like I get a little bit more one on one since yeah. they are smaller. 
Yeah, I can see that like being smaller would give you a little bit more maneuverability and a bit yes. more time like yes. with your authors as well. Yes. Yeah. There are benefits of going with smaller. There publishers. are, there are. Yeah. Yep. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so just as sort of one last question about your process and your journey is what have you found the biggest challenges to be? Besides finding enough time to write. It's name recognition because I'm not, you know, I'm just this little writer over here in North Carolina (laughs) and outside my sphere, you try, you have to have a bigger sphere of influence. And that has been my biggest challenge as a writer to try and drum up support, get my name out there. And that's why I try to do guest blog posts. That's why I try, you know, this is my first podcast. Well, welcome. We're very honored to have you for well, this I, podcast. You know, anywhere, anything you do as a writer, you have to start somewhere, right? So yes. in, I'm at the bottom of the pile right now, but, you know, slowly I'll get there. But that's, you know, just trying to get the name recognition. I think that's the biggest, that's my biggest challenge right now. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that, you know, like it's a small world, but a very big world when you're trying yes. to make connections sometimes exactly. and can be just a huge challenge to I mean, get people to notice you, but also to just like see your work as more than just like another another title on a shelf, right? And to read it and and recognize the value in it sometimes is tricky. I want people to say, "Hey, I read this other book of hers. I really need the next one." You know? <laughs> yes, and that's you know you don't want to be arrogant, but that's really that's the goal of a writer. You want people to read your books, mm-hmm. so. Uh, you know, but, and I would love for more people to say, oh, I love your books. Now I can say books, not just one. I have more than one. So uh, and, it's and always every, good. It's always good because you feel like, oh, I've only got one book out there. You know, I need more. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so that that's that was the biggest thing. And that and, you know, just getting them out there, getting them. Mm. Yep. Yep. <sighs> um, <laughs> so. Any other projects on the horizon? Like yes. I know you said about the, that you've got like a couple of other mm-hmm. sort of maybes yep. that need a bit of editing and work. Yep, I do. I've got um, a contemporary romance series about three brothers set in a small fictional North Carolina town. I'm, I'm still working on those, but I also have Hallmark Publishing right now has open call for uh, aspiring authors without an agent so in november they're they're opening up they have an open call for for submissions so i've got i've got a story idea for that for it's a small beach town slash valentine's themed story so i'm hitting two of the things that you know hallmark likes and then i'm also working with a mentor from love inspired i've got a I've got a cowboy romance slash suspense ranch slash secret baby <laughs> um, because Love Inspired likes a lot of those with ranchers, you know, secret babies, things like that. So I, I've been I'm working with her on that, hoping to submit that to Love Inspired sometime. So I've got those others along with I've got another romantic suspense series that I've kind of outlined. Yeah, it's personal security protection that's what I'm protection agency and I've got four stories kind of like vague ideas that I'm working on but that's that's in the future but yeah I've I've already got one of those stories totally written 
I mean, it's already written. It's a manuscript. Oh, it's that's always 70,000 words. Yeah. So I just need to edit that, get that ready, maybe hopefully get to another conference soon and pitch that to an agent. Sounds like you've got some good ideas in the works. Yeah. I always feel that it's like so many ideas and you're like, oh, not I, enough I, time. I, I, exactly. I, I'm like, no wonder I don't sleep. I have all these ideas going through my head all the time. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know the struggle of that. Yes. So is there anything else that you'd like to talk about that we haven't covered at all? Or I, I don't think so. I think Words we, of wisdom. Words of wisdom. <laughs> don't give up. Yeah. Just don't give up your dream. If you have that on your heart, you know, and you feel like you've got a great story to tell, don't give up and just keep learning. Those are some of the things, you know, if you need a cheerleader, I'll be your cheerleader. You know, I, I don't like it when other people <clears throat> try and drag you down, especially aspiring authors. Yeah. I'm here for other authors, no matter how great or how small or, you know, however big or small your audience is. You know, if I can do anything to help, I, you know, I like being on launch teams to help other people too. So, you know, I feel like it's a, it's an expansive world out there. And even though like a lot of people come into it with a a bit of fear of, oh, you know, the marketplace is so saturated. I think there's always room for more stories. There are, especially good stories, especially good stories. I think it's nice that we can band together as a community and help other authors out. So. Absolutely. I'm all for helping the others out. So, Yeah. So where can people find your books and how can people get in touch with you? Right. I'm on Amazon. So just look for Jennifer Chastain. The Mistletoe Contract is the first one. Mm -hmm. So they can find me there. I'm on book. I'm on bookbub. No, Goodreads. I'm on Goodreads. (laughs) I'm on Goodreads. (laughs) Sorry. You can also find me. I have a website, jenniferchastain.com. Easy enough. Instagram, it's Jennifer Chastain author. Facebook, it's Jennifer Chastain dot writer. So I try to stay consistent. Uh, and then I'm also on Linktree. So yeah. at Jennifer Chastain. So it has all my links uh, on that Linktree. And then I also have a free short story. If readers want to download that and they can follow me, I, I have a newsletter. Sign up also in the Linktree. And I don't bombard people every you know, every week or twice a week, you might get a newsletter from me once every two to three months because yeah. I am so busy. And that's <laughs> yeah. usually just, that's usually just writing updates or if I've changed my short story, my free short story. Mm-hmm. So, or sometimes I'll do a giveaway. November's my, in November, I'm, I have a birthday. So I'm, I'll be doing a giveaway in, in November. I'll do a hard copy of my Christmas book and then also an Amazon gift card giveaway. And I'll do the same thing probably for December. So people can look for oh, that. Cool. If, yeah. So, I, you know, just a way to give back and to keep readers engaged to let them know, look, I appreciate you for hanging in here with me for two years uh, <laughs> until my next story comes out. So I'm thinking probably... This last story took nine months. So I'm thinking probably it's like birthing a child. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All the pain and travail. So I'm thinking probably somewhere around June 2023 is when the first romantic suspense book will be coming out. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And I'll post, I usually post updates, cover reveals, things like that on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So those are my big three. 
So it's just Jennifer Chastain or Jennifer C. Wright. Jennifer C. At Jennifer, what is it? Twitter. Twitter is Jennifer C. Writes. Jennifer C. Because somebody else had Jennifer Chastain. So it's Jennifer C. On Twitter. But anyway, all the, again, all that's on my link tree. Jennifer Chastain. Yep. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting to me today. It's been really great hearing all about your journey and sounds very excited to hear about how your book release goes and things like that with your upcoming romantic suspense series. So it'll be really cool. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me and I'll be looking for um, people on a launch team too soon. So there's always that. (laughs) Yeah. If you would like to be on an author spotlight section like Jennifer just has, you can go to lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab in the main menu, and you'll find a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. And next time on Dear Writer, we have another one of our craft episodes where we are going to be tackling the topic of writing short fiction. It should be very interesting because Ashley and I don't actually have a lot of experience, so it's coming into it from a very newbie angle. <laughs> And if you'd like to know a bit more about us and our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or contact us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Linderson Creations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. Mm-hmm.